Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card, but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. So good afternoon. It's Delene Allen. Network equals net worth. Everybody's got a story to tell. And I got to tell you, I'm excited to introduce you to Mark Giger. Um, he recently moved to Halifax back in uh, the summer of 2020. He grew up in Picton, Ontario, on the shores of Lake Ontario. Who's that town famous for? But he lived right next door to Bobby Hull, the famous hockey player. That was exciting. He's an avid golfer. He enjoys cycling, kayaking, hiking, fitness, travel, plays cribbage, chess, backgammon, and darts. Totally bilingual in French and English with a knowledge of Spanish. Wow. He was educated at Laval University in Quebec City in business and translation degrees and from Queen's University, a Bachelor of Education. He's a former financial advisor teacher, business leader in the technology and security industries. He volunteers as treasurer for the Nova Scotia International Air Show Association. He is president and owner of Atlantic Business Solutions, offering affordable payment processing, point of sale to businesses in Atlantic Canada and coast to coast. Mark most enjoys working with business owners and helping them cut costs by providing them with affordable point of sale processing. But let me tell you, when you get to know this man, his business experience is so valuable that not only will it be taking care of that headache of, of processing um, and making sure you're making the most money, but a million ideas and tips. So, Mark, from Picton, Ontario, what made you brave enough to? Move to Laval, Quebec. Well, I must confess, I actually met someone here on Facebook by accident a couple of years ago. And I was flying here every month for almost two years. And I realized how expensive that was and how much I missed her when I didn't see her. So we had a conversation and I said, how would you feel about me moving here? So I sold my house within a week and I moved here, put together a business plan. I incorporated a company. And uh, I've been waiting for the right opportunity to launch at Full Throttle. Here I am. Excellent. Excellent. So take us back to that beginning, though. Picked in Ontario and then decided to go to Laval. That was another courageous step you took at the ripe old age, I think you said, of 18? That's right. As you know, I have a French name, Jaguar. My father gave it to me when I was born. Unfortunately, my father didn't speak French when he was a child, so we didn't speak French at home. And when I was a kid growing up in elementary school, we kind of made fun of the French teacher. I actually got the strap in grade seven and eight for, you know, making fun of the French teacher. And which is ironic because years later, I actually became a French teacher. <laughs> so when I finished high school, you know, having good marks in French, I felt like, yeah, I can read and write pretty good, but can't really speak it. I don't understand what people are saying it. So I moved to Quebec City and I thought I would study French as a first and second language, and then study English as a second language. And then I 
once I did that for a couple of years, I was still not happy. So I spoke to a guidance counselor. He said, Mark, you really want a challenge? Take translation. It's designed for French-speaking people. You're going to translate from English to French, and that should solve all your dilemmas about not being bilingual. So I did. Wow. And then you decided to? Well, I decided to take it to the next level because my ultimate goal was to be able to read the Bible in French, knowing how hard it is to read in English. So I, I did. And I thought that was that was good, but I want to try something even harder. So I I got a business degree in French. I studied accounting, computer technology, marketing, all in French. As a matter of fact, when I left Quebec City in 87, I couldn't even speak English. And I didn't know all the accounting words because I didn't study those in English. I only knew them in French. <laughs> wow. And then you tried several different things and a guidance counselor directed you again, didn't you? That's right. When I finished my translation degree, I actually started a translation company and I would actually go out and find contracts. And I'd be sitting on my typewriter and typing. And I realized, hmm, I don't really like this. I like finding the work, go getting the work, negotiating contracts with clients. So I would actually hire some of my former students and they would work for me. And I went to another guidance counselor. I said, look, I just got the screen translation. I have a business degree. I hate translation. I like being bilingual. I like doing all this legwork, prospecting and meeting people. But I don't like translation. It's too boring. And I said, even then, I said, it's all going to be replaced by computers anyway, just like on Star Trek. And he said, perhaps. But he said, well, sounds like you should be in sales, Mark. So he actually got me a job in sales in Montreal. And I was selling copiers back in 1987, West Island, Montreal, to French-speaking people. That was pretty tough, but I survived. Did quite well, and I kept getting promoted into different parts of the country. Excellent. And so along the way, do you have some tips? Certainly selling photocopiers, that's a challenge. I bought a few of those in my lifetime. Um, how do you make those connections? How do you reach out to people, especially if you don't know them, Mark? Well, that's a very good question, because when I started, first of all, I was kind of shy at the time. I'm an English person speaking French with a little bit of an accent. and. Uh, just be yourself. I remember the first sale I sold, it was July 15th, 1987, to, it was to RN Longman Sales, to Dorothy Paymont and Roy Leclerc. I beat out Canon and Xerox. I was doing a demonstration. I wanted to show them how to change the toner. You're supposed to turn it and pull it out, but I didn't turn it. I pulled it straight out, and I destroyed the carpet. There's toner all over the carpet. They laughed their heads off, and they said, Mark, <clears throat> You're the funniest guy I've ever met. I'll take it. I said, really? You like that? He said, yeah, Mark, just be yourself and you do fine. He says, I'll be right back. So I knew he liked golfing. So I went to my trunk and I, I pulled out a couple of drivers that I was selling on the side. And then I sold them some golf clubs. Always an opportunity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That really, that really was a moment in time. And you're, the fact that you remember the dates, I love linear people. I can never remember dates. My husband is good at that. Holy mackerel. And now what other things have you done, Mark? Well, I, I was a teacher. I got my, back in 95, after I sold copiers in Montreal, Ottawa, and Kingston, and Vancouver for a while. Did quite well, but I, there was just something missing. I didn't know what it was. I decided I just, I applied at Queens, got my teaching degree. The only jobs available were teaching French. 
which was kind of cool because I actually went back to my old high school where I grew up and I was a supply teacher there. And I met my old French teachers in the cafeteria and I only knew them by their last name, but they wanted me to call them by their first name. I go, and they, then they said to me point blank, it's kind of ironic, Mark, that now you're a French teacher. Very cool. You went to Stratton grade seven and grade eight. We're fooling around in French. And I said, I know, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Inspired, they inspired you, Mark. Even though you didn't realize it at the time, that yes. is so interesting, isn't it? So now, um, how did you get into financial services? Well, that was a good question. I was on Vancouver Island. I was regional sales manager for a Rico dealership selling copies and printers, and I stumbled across someone from Edward Jones, who became my financial advisor. And I really liked this process, you know, the way he listened to me, asked me questions, put together a retirement plan. And then uh, I actually got a call from his head office. They tried to recruit me. I said, look, I'm perfectly happy. I like what I do, but feel free to keep in touch. Well, they called me every six months for like five years. And finally, I said, look, you caught me on a good day. I'll take it. He says, well, it's really not that simple. You have, you know, have to do another interview and you have to write a few exams. Well, I didn't know there was 12 exams. Anyway, I did it. It was tough for me at the time because, you know, I was a language student. I didn't really like economics. I was good in math, but I hated economics and accounting. But I was good in math. Anyway, I did that for about four or five years, and then I got pulled back into the copier industry. So they were looking for someone to open up four branches on Vancouver Island. They want someone that could hire, train, recruit, and prospect. And I took it on because... It was a good challenge. It would get me out of the office. I really didn't like just sitting in front of a computer. It's just not me. I can't punch a clock. I can't sit in front of a computer. I need to be out there. That's why I like to play golf. A lot of business can happen on the golf course, can it? <laughs> True. DigiAxel Marketing is an integrated digital marketing and training company located in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and is happy to offer its expertise in digital marketing and virtual training. Priyanka Kakar, founder of DigiAxel Marketing, received an honorable mention in Women Entrepreneur of the Year at Immigrant Services Association of Nova Scotia, that's ISANS, in 2020. These past years, she has helped numerous companies to bring more customers online, integrate all their marketing efforts to enhance their online presence, resulting in greater sales and the opportunities to get businesses online quickly. If this is something you're challenged with too, you need to set a free strategy call now with Priyanka from DigiAxel Marketing. Take your business to a whole new level. Now that we're back, Mark, you picked up your life, right? Even though you've lived all over this wonderful uh, Canada, um, you picked up your life and you brought it to Nova Scotia. And I love anybody who has a diverse background, because to me, that means that their thirst for knowledge, uh, even though there's that common thread through for sales, that you must have picked up a huge amount of business tips, what worked, what didn't work. And is that partly why you're in the business that you're in now, to help people? 
Yeah, ever since I was a little kid, believe it or not, when I was six or seven years old, I would, you know, I knew where, where the elderly people lived. I knew they had dinner with their kids on Sunday. So I would just automatically, some people call it the assumptive clothes. I would just automatically grab my dad's lawnmower and I would go there and I would start cutting the grass. And then their son would come up. Oh, you're such a nice little boy. Thanks for cutting my mom's grass. Here's 10 bucks. Can you do it every week? Sure. So I said, that's kind of cool. So then I, I strategically would pick all the places where I knew elderly people live and I would just automatically start cutting the grass and they would all pay me. So then I go back in the winter and I start shoveling the driveways. It only backfired once when I was about 12. I shoveled this guy's driveway, a real long driveway. It took me about two hours and he didn't pay me a penny. <laughs> Karma will get him. <laughs> but, I, but I've always liked to help people. As a matter of fact, before I moved here, I actually, I love playing chess. I volunteered to teach seniors in a retirement home how to play chess. And one of my students was actually 94 years old. I couldn't believe it. First of all, she only looked like 70, but she was 94 years old. And I actually taught her how to play chess. And then I showed her how to play chess on chess.com on your iPhone. So she could play chess all over the world with people that she never knew or practice with a computer. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Well, that- just supposed to show that it, you know, never too old to learn anything. Exactly, exactly. And so one of the things that I have found since COVID has sort of changed the new normal is how much more important e-commerce is. I had a friend who moved here from the UK a few years ago. And at the time that she moved, there was about 93% of most companies in Europe do e-commerce. When she came here, and that was only maybe five years ago, less than 15%. And so can you explain to business owners out there why it's even more important to really have somebody like you to help them with their processing, but, you know, as a business coach as well for the tips you can pass along? Absolutely. I mean, first of all, a lot of businesses have one of these, you know, whether it's hardwired by an IP terminal or Bluetooth of your restaurant or, or 4G mobile. But now more and more people are shopping online. They say that the days of brick and mortar are coming slowly to an end. I mean, during COVID, I, I bought so much stuff on Amazon. So unless you have a, an e-commerce gateway, you know, you know what happened to the dinosaurs, they kind of went extinct. So it's important that basically that someone like me listens to them, cares about them, and actually educates them so they can be more competitive, so they won't become extinct like the dinosaur. Excellent. And and so you also talked a lot about customer service when we were before we actually started to record the podcast. And by switching from one industry to another, I'd love you to share that story about the client that you called and her response. Sure. Well, first of all, it's true I, I've had a variety of careers, but for some strange reason. I still have the same clients because they kind of followed me. So yesterday when I told one of my clients that I've known for years because she actually has one of these that I signed up with her five, six years ago, I phoned her up and said, I'm, you know, I'm retiring as a financial advisor, but I did recruit and interview someone that I think would be perfect to replace me. And she'd be calling you in a couple of days. But I said, don't worry, you're still my client because I'm still doing this now, but full time. And federally, I'm incorporated federally and provincially, so I can still service your needs and make sure that you know, you're getting the best service and rates possible. And she was quite happy. Excellent. As a matter of fact, I think she said she's going to send me a couple of referrals. 
that and that. And so really, Mark, you also spoke earlier that that really from day one, you knew that good customer service would make a difference, didn't you? Absolutely. When I used to train sales reps when I was at ADT as regional sales manager or Canon or Rico, I would actually go out and train reps you know, in the field. I'd led by example, so I would show them how to prospect, look, look for opportunities, speak to clients, present proposals. And I would tell them in front of the client, I'd ask the client a question. I said, sir, what's the best way to get rid of a salesperson? I said, I don't know. I said, it's easy. Just buy something from them. You'll never see them again. But we're the complete opposite because we're always going to come. We're going to follow up. We want you to be happy for life because we want to earn the opportunity to grow with your business and maybe have the opportunity for you to send us referrals. Exactly. And I was a man of my work because that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other part. And that's what's going to make you stand apart because so many people um, look more for the fast sale than to really look at creating and building relationships. So is there... You know, how, how do you do that, Mark? Because obviously you are really good at it. Well, to be honest with you, I don't know how you can train someone. It has to, has to be natural. It has to come from within. You have to really want to. You know, I, I think salespeople are just born. You don't even think you're selling. I don't really consider myself a salesperson because I hate salespeople. When you walk into a place, they're always trying to sell you something. I like to think of ourselves as consultants. We're here to help people, educate them, make sure they get the best solution, even if it's not for me. You educate them, make sure they get the best product, the best service, and the best rates. Exactly. And the fact that because of your business experience, if you see somebody going through a challenge, you can likely relate to them because you've been there and provide lots of, let's say, extra bonuses in the form of all of that information that's in that brain. Got a story you could share about that? Uh, well, absolutely. You know, we all have bad days and that's why I used to tell people, look, if you're having a bad day, don't worry about it. That's why they invented tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a bad, bad day. So if you don't feel like you really want to be in front of people, that's the day you do your, you know, your paperwork, your administrative work, or just go to the gym, go golfing or whatever. Or if you really want to get inspired, go visit all your clients. They'll inspire you. Yeah. Then you remember, oh, yeah, they used to be a competitor and I won them over. Yeah. That's how you get it. And then listen to music, obviously. Exactly. But yes, taking good care of our customers certainly is amazing. And same thing. How did you approach referrals? Of course, if they're a really happy client, as long as you let people know, it's not too hard to get a referral, is it, Mark? That's always a, a touchy subject. But I just say, look. Like you, you know, I, I really value our relationship and I appreciate all the referrals that you're giving me. And I would love to be able to clone you because you're the ideal client that I have. If you know anyone like you that I could help and then sort of egg them on like another business associate, someone that you know at the gym or anybody, I'd really appreciate it. And of course, you reward them. Then I say, what do you prefer, milk or dark? What do you mean? Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? I always reward my referral. White or red? Yeah. You mean white wine or red wine? And sometimes I'll actually, again, going back from when I was a kid, I would automatically just bring a box of chocolates and I say, look, I don't normally give this until I get the referral, but I'm going to give it to you ahead of time because I know you're going to give me some referrals. Here's a box of chocolates. <laughs> Good for you. That's How could you really? say no to a box of chocolates? And I I don't like to use the term closed, but I've won quite a few accounts. 
by doing that. And as a matter of fact, I did so well at, with churches. I used to make fun of my name because my name's Mark. My first name's James. I have a cousin named Luke and another cousin named Matthew. So one time I was dealing with St. John Church, and I said, look, my name's Mark. I have a cousin named Matthew. Like, amongst the five of us, we're like all the disciples. You know, you have to go with me. And besides, my uncle's a minister. So I would sign up all these churches. So when I was on Vancouver Island, I was in charge of all the churches. Wow. And then I... All right, this is going to sound stupid, but 1988, it was like 11.59. I was going for lunch. Something told me to make one more call. So I did. I went into a convent, and I rang the doorbell, and I said, is Sister Mary here? It's always going to be. And I tried to, I'm kind of a funny guy, and I said, I know you find this hard to believe in, Sister, but the Pope sent me here. He says that you're wasting too much money on toner and we have to upgrade your system today. So I need you to take me into the, your copier room and, let, and I did a complete analysis and I walked out with a sale. Oh, Mark, that is the best. That's the, best. That's the truth, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Got to have a little fun with it, don't you? And oh, I yeah. bet I would love to hear her version of the story. It was like Pope approved. That was, well, was three years ago. I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, do you know what? If, again, I love a sense of humor. And if you can always keep a little humor in it, it keeps it light. And right now, light, light's what we need, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That, that, that's, that's actually one of the reasons why I retired as a financial advisor. And I wanted to relaunch this. Because I know that businesses coast to coast have really hurt and they need to cut costs. And I know I can do them for them. I can help them. Yeah. I don't need to work. I can just do what I do. But I actually, I truly want to help people. And I know I can save them money. Exactly. Well, but I believe beyond that, because you want them as a customer, then when they are having challenges, as sometimes will happen, that they know they've got a phone number to pick up and call and not likely be on the 1-800 number because Mark's going to help them out of that situation. Yeah, I live and breathe Atlantic Air. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, any last minute comments you would like to make to anybody out there about networking or looking for business? Because I don't know about you, Mark, I think you're on the path of business is going to boom and you're going to help people get back on track. Just be happy, humble, and hungry. And just be yourself and just be a nice person, listen to people, and you'll do well. Exactly. Find that human connection. A conversation can roll as easily as this did, Mark. It was a pleasure talking to you that um, you, you'll work the sales in at some point, but get to know somebody because right now we all want to be seen and heard. So thanks for listening to Network Equals Net Worth. I bet you've got a story to tell and I would love to share it. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best? about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.